sure, why not? Why not? Well, now that we don't have a guest today, I can just jump in. Hey, everybody! And welcome to the Illuminati podcast, episode... Uh... <laughs> 15? 15? 15? 15? 15? I think it might be 1-5. I know I put 1-5 on the outline, but I don't know if I trust myself if that's actually episode I, 15. You can I edit it feel, out. I feel like it is. I feel like it is. I feel like it's at least, it's, if it's at least 15, it's possibly 16. Um, it feels like it's been 15. It's 16. It's 16. It's, I wrote it wrong. Yep. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I was doing it wrong. You were just talking about how many episodes we'd already done, and you were right. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'll take it like that. I'll take it like that. Yeah, good job. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be our spooky Halloween episode, uh, our community oh, Halloween episode. Oh, is this like calling guests and people call yes, in? Like, it's like the radio show, but new scary age. Scary game. We, we got, I played scary games, and I saw a monster in my room. Isn't that what you guys do at Scary Game Squad? No, we see no monsters because they yeah, don't not exist. In, not in real life. <laughs> the monsters are us. We're too high Did profile watch... for aliens or monsters, my dudes. I'm just Did saying. Did you watch the uh, Adam Sandler special on Netflix where he said he took his very first dick pick and there was a ghost in it? No, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I feel that's like that's just how you get people to look at your tits. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's the type of story we're going to get today. <laughs> well, if you don't know what we're doing today, uh, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about it in the past couple episodes, but this is going to be our, our kind of call-in episode, as Jesse puts it. This is our Reddit user stories. Uh, for the past week or so, people have been going over to our subreddit. Um, they've been tagging it as permission to use and telling us all their quote-unquote true stories that have happened to them or family members of theirs over the years, which are always fun because... They are very similar to our Skinwalker episode. Just by reading them, you're like, this is overly detailed. This is not detailed enough. But they're all very interesting and very cool. And I'd like to believe that at least two-thirds of them are real. Uh... I like to believe that you believe them. If you, to- I would like to believe that if you wrote it. Oh, one hundred percent. I, I think that whoever wrote, if they wrote it, they fully believe it. I can tell My you a story. My apologies for I- poo-pooing your stories in advance. Dude, that's that's <laughs> half the fun. I, when I was like fifteen years old, a quick math story. I woke up in the like out of nowhere from sleep. I turned over and straight up, Jesus Christ was in my room. He was looking at me, and I hell yeah. And I was just so tired. I turned around and I did a quick double tape and that take, and he was gone. You were like, I don't have time for this how right do you know, now, how Jesus. Do you, well, hold on. How do you know it was Jesus? Well, all right. Let me put it this way. It was the the white American representation of what we were led to believe Jesus looks like. Yeah, so why would Jesus show? Like, why? Well, I, that's, uh, why? I was half asleep, Jesse. I'm how not, do you I'm know not saying that it actually happened. Your room. I'm just Jesse, saying, like, I, in Jesse, the moment, I definitely, He's, like, hallucinated. And Jesus, hold on. Jesus came to you. He looked He's at me everywhere. for like a second. And did nothing. And I He's turned everywhere. Around. No, so I did fun. one of these. I was facing the wall. I was really, t- I woke up out of nowhere. I turned over to get comfy again. There he was. I turned back over, double taked. I was like, wait, what the hell? And then he was gone. No, like, that I don't wasn't have time Jesus. For you, Jesus. Wait, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, that's weird. Wait a minute. But again. I wore no Jesus. Jesus would have been like, Mathis, <laughs> I watched you. Father? I watched. I watched you masturbate, and I'm not okay with it. No, no, I just couldn't help it. I bless you with hair on your palms. I was just now you have hairy palms. You don't understand how hot the the StarCraft Battle.net roleplay rooms can be. I suffered for your sins, Mathis. Um, but at the point is, at the time, for a moment, I was like, that definitely happened. And then I, you know, realized I was half asleep. So fully believe that these people believe it. So Did you hear the good news that if we, if we, uh, make a joke like that, we're not criminals in Ireland anymore. What? In Ireland, they recently like amended their laws so that sacrilege isn't illegal. 
because mm. because Stephen Fry got in trouble for making a joke about God on on TV. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah. Well, now we're not criminals in Ireland. Thank you, Ireland. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know who else is not a criminal? Mathis for ignoring his Lord and Savior when he <laughs> when he came to him. He only ignored dream. him for a second. He only ignored him for, <laughs> for tried, half half I, a beat. Oh my God, that was my doubting Thomas and, moment. He was yeah, gone yeah, yeah. because I turned back, <laughs> and, he, and I was like, I doubted him for out. a moment. He peaced out. He was done. He was like, mm, I'm out. I can't he do this like anymore. Mathis games, more like yeah. doubting Thomas games. Goodbye. <laughs> and that's why I was cursed to be a YouTuber <laughs> later in my life. He played yeah, which AOL is some sort of purgatory lockdown. hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, you know what else can stop us from being criminals? Buying our merch. So, oh my God! Yeah, we won't have to resort to stealing or killing. Exactly. So, hey, we I'll have new merch. We uh, we've been talking about it for a while. We now got hats, uh, which are I love the hats. They're dope as hell. If uh, you put that hat on, you look like you are, like you feel more baller. Like you just, you feel like you can do more. It's you a, feel it's like a you're part of a club that sort of yeah. runs the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just it's also just into relaxing. Like it's like a. It's like a relaxing club that runs the world in the background. Right, right. And people will see you and acknowledge your power and influence. Yeah. And we will right, right, right. acknowledge your money. And then you'll, just get, you'll get into clubs and things. People will right. be like, oh my, are you part of an elite cabal that's very relaxed <laughs> but also controls the monetary systems of, of the world? Why, yes, and the answer is yes. Asking. <laughs> Thank you. They'll be I able to look a little at pound. The un- and underneath your brim of your snapback to tell wh- what club exactly that you're a member right. of. You're so you chill, you don't even have to say it. You can just show it. Yeah, it's and you can put our sticker on your freaking laptop now to cover the Apple symbol. Hell yeah. If you're shooting uh, a comedy on TV and you don't want to associate yourself with the Apple brand, just slap mm-hmm. that Chaluminati sticker right on there. If you need to indicate and show without telling that your character is into the occult, that pyramid with the eye over it is a perfect prop to get yeah, if, in your show. If you're filming, let's say, the next Spider-Man movie, and there's a nerdy character who has a computer, yeah. and you want to put, like, <laughs> internet Mimi stuff on his computer, <laughs> might I suggest the Chiluminati logo? Also, yeah. if you're in the Spider-Man movie and want to be a guest on the podcast, let me yeah. know. Yeah, no, no, no. If you're in the Spider-Man hear movie about and you want to leak important details about the next <laughs> Avengers film, please come on to our podcast. <laughs> I don't want Matthew Lillard or whoever the hell that guy is who's, who's is the, the, the guy movie. who played Shaggy and the guy from the <laughs> Wing Commander movie. <laughs> oh, my God. The Wing Commander movie. Yeah. The only who scene is it? I remember Matthew from that Holland? movie is when they all go into hyperspace and they all jump and they all freeze in hyperspace while they're, like, traveling at the fastest speed of light because it's, like, the thing you do, yeah, I guess. TV style. TV style. Yeah. And then, and yeah. then they – oh, that movie was awful. Well, whatever. Whoever Matthew Holland, Matt, whoever is the Lee actor. Matthews. Yeah, no, I don't it was want, Matthew Lillard. I don't want him coming on telling about how he saw Jesus too, and uh, everyone's <laughs> seen Jesus but me, and I don't like it. <laughs> You're just... I've never seen Jesus. If we're being real, I haven't seen him. I mean, <laughs> I've whoa, ate, what? I've ate him before. I've ate a little bit of him and, and mm, drank, drank some of his blood, blood a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to. But I've never seen the whole Jesus. As an altar boy, <laughs> I was an altar boy. Oh, they used to have the unblessed Eucharist in the back in like plastic tubs, and I would just grab handfuls. And when stuff. it's still Whoa. bread, when it's still bread, though. Yeah, when it's like still bread, not when I'm just like blessing it. Of our Lord, though, flesh, I'd be lying yeah. if I didn't like go every once in a while, you know, pretend. Are you a Jesus glutton? <laughs> I guess it's my I'm problem. I'm a glutton for Jesus. <laughs> 
right. It gets complicated when you have to look at the Eucharist, man. Yeah. It, yeah. As when you have to look at it as food, that's when it gets complicated. Yeah, but it's it's great. All right, let's let's talk about some Reddit stories before I, we lose <laughs> ourselves any further into our own nonsense. Holy sugar wafers minus the sugar. You don't want to talk about that anymore. No, I don't. Uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. <clears throat> so. Um, all of these stories come from Reddit users that have given us permission again to tell their stories. And, I'm so uh, excited for this. I'm we're gonna so start. Excited. We're gonna start with one that is a little simple. Um, it's one that could be scary because it could be a, an actual person and not like a ghost or something. And I think that's the kind of shit that can scare me the most. So this like is, a home invader. Yeah. Yeah. No exactly. <laughs> so this is from uh, a Reddit user called Miryx. M e a r y x. It's a uh, and it starts when his dad was telling him stories about his college days. He has never been one to believe in ghosts and the paranormal. And the only reason the topic came up was because they were talking with a, fr- a few friends about the old Jim Jones church in my hometown. Oh, which whoa. is fascinating. That whole cult is fascinating. Topic. That's for later. Yeah. Yeah. Another day. My dad went to a small town college in Ohio. And as a favor to a friend of his, he agreed to watch one of the on-campus houses over fall break. It was an old two-story house, and for the first few days, nothing happened. The interior was standard for a college house, except for an old broken grandfather clock that sat in a cubby in the first floor hallway. On the weekend of fall break, my dad woke up to a loud gonging sound. Confused, he looked over a second floor railing and noticed that the grandfather clock was going off. He could have sworn that it was broken. At the very least, it hadn't gone off any other time during that week. While he was stood at the railing, wearing nothing but his underwear and a t-shirt, a detail I'm not entirely sure we needed to know. And I'm, lo- it's helping me imagine this sexy guy You're immersing a little bit yourself, better. A sexy yeah. college boy. Yeah, like a co-ed. Mm-hmm. And he's like hot because it's like a hot summer day in small town Ohio, so there's not air conditioning. And like beads of sweat are running down his forehead. And it's like and the 70s like, and 80s, so he's got <sighs> tiny whiteys on. Oh, it's a yeah. commercial, so his sweat is, like, purple and it tastes good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, as he was staring over the railing in his underwear and t-shirt, an alarm suddenly went off. This was the breaking point for him, and he ran into the nearest hallway closet. Honestly, relatable. Yeah. He, he, Wait, what? He ran into the closet because the gong of the clock went off again while he was watching it. And the, he, he had been told and believed that the clock was broken. But an alarm went off, and he ran into a, like... If okay, a haunted clock, if, if there's a clock right here, like right next oh, to me right he, now, that I'm the details aren't specific, but the next sentence might be he might be talking about the building alarm because then he says he fashioned a shank out of wire of wire coat hanger and simply sat waiting. Oh, an alarm suddenly went yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought he yeah, meant yeah. Uh, the the grandfather clock alarm. I think he meant okay. That makes more yeah, sense because I was like, you know, I I've been in houses where like an alarm. Like, uh, uh, the alarm clock or a gong has gone off. And I haven't been like, oh, dude, I gotta get a clock <laughs> Like, I've never I've never done that before. Not once. <laughs> well, so, I just, all right. He sat waiting with the shank in, in the different. closet because I think it's a house alarm is what he meant. Okay. Uh, and he was, in the next line, he was convinced that someone was breaking in and he wasn't about to get shot staring at a clock. After <laughs> Word. Okay. Again, relatable. After about 30 minutes had passed, campus police, police had arrived. The officer came in the house and called out for anyone, and my dad appeared out of the hallway closet. The officer asked what happened, which was what my dad asked her. After reviewing the security system, they had found that every single door and window had been quote-unquote broken into at the exact same time. No. 
<laughs> this is the this is kind of easy to dismiss as a glitch in the security system, and in all reality, that's what probably happened. However, that doesn't explain the deal with the clock, which was still going off for a few hours after the police arrived. At first, I chalked it up to my dad telling tall tales, but some years back, we were driving through the campus and stopped at the house in question. As it turns out, the current manager of the house is the same person who asked him to stay over, and she was the one who asked my dad if he remembered what happened that night. My dad also completely avoided the clock, which they'd kept. I've never seen him that concerned around anything before. I'm willing to accept the glitch in the system for the break-in, but it's harder to find a reason for the broken clock randomly starting up again. And that's the, the first story. Um, Yo, again, the no, scary part for me in that is, like, the, the potential reality of someone trying to break in. Yeah, like, some sort of weird thing where they triggered all the alarms at once. Yeah, like, the house alarm went off, and maybe it was a group of people trying to come in through windows or doors or stuff. Jesse, you were, you were going to say something. No, I think that it's quite possible that the uh, grandfather clock, um, like, it, it, there's a lot of questions I have. What, if it was broken, right, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the actual chime doesn't work, right? Yeah. Um, also, it could be that the, there was something going on with the electrical system that night. And you know, something you know, happened that, like, short-circuited all the uh, entranceway things. I, who knows? There's, like... To your credit, grandfather clocks are a notoriously finicky yeah. item to have in your house. Like, you can have it off-balance by, like, just the tiniest bit, and it will, like, screw up every single piece of the mechanism it's really really strange and you have to oil them really frequently or else mm -hmm. they they don't work right so it is possible i here's the thing i'm very scared of grandfather clocks for this very reason because there's just something about them that's very like whimsical or whimsical during the day and at night like my grandmother had one and going through like her house at night and just hearing the yeah, the there's just something unearthly about them. Yeah, and I just don't like. I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see how they could be spooky. I think they're really pretty, and uh, and they could be like they look really nice. But yeah, like you said, they're a lot of work as well. So it's possible that that was going on with the clock. And no, it wouldn't be surprising if and no college child knew how to fucking take care. Well, of Well, I like have follow up clock. questions. Like, did was there any actual sign of a break in besides the alarms triggering all at once? Right? Was there? It was, did he say what kind of night it was? Was there a reason why there would be, was there an electrical break? storm that night? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, you, what like, you like, see is what you got for the story. Uh, that's the details we have. It was a, it was a fall break and uh, he was just there by himself, which is already kind of scary. Yeah. I have questions why anyone who was watching, who was assigned to watch a house would then assign someone else to watch a house. That's I have questions like about that. college kid. Fall Bad break, planning. I imagine maybe he just yeah. wasn't going home. I don't know. But, but like, I do like he to said imagine. the house manager, right? So the manager of the house. Yeah, true. Should be the person that stays at the house, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I will say Unless if there's a story. they if know it's haunted. Yeah, but if there is a story, if you, wanna, if you want some sort of uh, precedence for ghosts and security systems, there's a very famous piece of footage of this ghost that was captured on a security camera in like the tower of London or something like that, like a big ass old ass castle like structure. And it was like, none of the alarms were tripped yeah. in the entire thing, but a door, like you literally watch a door swing completely wide open. You see a specter in like period garb 
come out the door, and then like the door like closes again like a Disneyland ride, and no no alarms were tripped. So I figure if ghosts can bypass security alarms, they could also use them for spooky times. <laughs> that sounds bogus. <laughs> well, <laughs> it rem- it re- I, I truly, truly, truly am ruined by the fact that there was so i used to watch all the like ghost adventures and ghost hunters oh me too dude me too because they're they're super interesting and fun but at the same time to grant wilson see if he wants to come down to the show oh my god at the same time they're all like hey we found a thing oh it's touching me but you never see anything and the few times they do get stuff on camera they eventually it's revealed that it was fake and most of the time the ghost hunters are the ones who reveal it to be fake uh, there was one where I think we were on the Queen Mary, and the sheets moved by themselves. Yes, I remember and, that one. Yeah, and they were what like, show no. Was it on? That was the Ghost uh, Hunters. Ghost Hunters? Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they were on the Queen Mary, and literally, uh, as they investigated, they were like, no, this is just like someone came through another door and pulled the sheet and and made it so our cameras caught the angle of the sheet being moved, but it looked like no one was in the room. Yeah, because the way that they came into that room, they actually walked around like turn. Then they turned the camera off, and then like so they could reposition themselves, then turn it back in. There was like a minor little like change, and they caught it. They're like, wait, somebody came in. I don't know. I don't remember the exact thing. What I remember is that there was another entrance to the room. Yeah, and that's how they figured it out. And that that always clicks to me when I see these things on YouTube or whatever, where it's like ghost caught on film, and it shows a room where. It, Table like a table or a chair, something starts to move or something starts to happen, and I'm just like, I don't believe any of this because I know that it's all camera angles and, and Tom Jewelry. Would, would you believe a bit like some type of video evidence? Honestly, truly, I don't know that I would. You'd have to. I, what would it? What would it take? Like physical evidence? I think we have to. For me to f- fully believe, and I, I, I'm more believable. I believe more than Jesse does. I would need. I would need to experience it firsthand. You never sure. had a ghost encounter, Jesse? Never. And if I have, get, I haven't gotta, recognized it. We gotta get you in the middle of the fucking forest or some shit. We gotta. I, I'm, I'm letting you know. House. Like I, I, you, I think I'm, I'm immune to all of that fear except for the fear of like, if you put me in the ocean, I'd be done. I'd be like, well, that's ghost, horrible. ghost shark. That's not fair though. That's not fair. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But like you, all that stuff scares me. But I'm not afraid of ghosts or anything because in my mind, if I see something weird, it isn't like. Oh, that's a specter. It's all right. Well, that was just some weird noise. What if a medium? What if a medium here. started telling you stuff about yourself? Mm-hmm. I have uh, just as a great example. At um, I went to a convention, and some friends and I went out, and we went and we did a tarot card thing. And as a after the tarot card got done, as a joke, after we were done, I did my own tarot card reading, and everyone said I did a better tarot card reading. Than the tarot card reader because I know these people, right. so I could like intuit what their problems were, and it was the same BS that the tarot card reader did, except I did it because I have a little bit more knowledge of their lives, so I just sort of like so you think lied it's men- my like way- mentalism basically, pretty much yeah I think it's it's you are being vague and saying things that everyone at some like if you put down a card and you're like oh yes of course it's the tower card well you know when moving forward you really need a strong foundation in order to like that kind of bs like but if you don't have one all of your plans could fall apart so you really need to look to set the groundwork and you just that's what they say and it's bs it's all bs i want to find a medium who will like contact your like old dead third grade teacher and great and, like, 
get details about. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Meyer is still alive. Hey, Mrs. <laughs> Parker, you know Mrs. Parker, my sixth grade teacher, is super dead, so we can try that. Oh, great. All right. Well, let's find <laughs> yeah, her. Let's yeah. get her. Are you are you good boys going to be at uh, at Pack South? Uh, probably not. Not me. No. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like, don't know next, yet. Next time we're all at a convention together, we should look for like local haunted area and see if we can get permission to go. Oh my god! I, I, I have, have Pack South. Reporters. What? Yeah, at Pack South. Um, they have a place right across from the Alamo that is where uh they used the Rough Riders used to gather before they like did all their crazy shit. Are you talk about the hotel, at, Emily Morgan. Yes, I've, yes. I've stayed there twice and have had nothing happen. <laughs> Absolutely, and they keep saying it's haunted. And yeah. so we did a whole episode of a show there once. And the most haunted thing was the fact that we set up stuff to be haunted to freak out some of yeah, our I, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling so, that like, story. Yeah, we were trying. I want it. I was like, come at me, ghost. I want this. <laughs> you were, like, Let's pulling a Zach this. Bagan. Scratch me, you asshole. You like to hurt ladies in here, you bitch? God damn it, Zach Baggins. Yeah. All That's right. what I'm saying. Let's get him on the yeah. show. Yeah I, yeah, I just can't be on that show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Alex, uh, you can read this next one. This one comes from Reddit user Splurg, because his name was so long, I just took Splurg. And he <laughs> gave reading. us like six short stories, so I chose three of his short stories. All that happened to him and his family throughout time. Uh, he's had three things happen to him! He's had like five things happen to him. So this you, want is me to hit, you want me to hit all three of these? Yeah, yeah, knock out all three, because they're all pretty short. All right, Splurg, here we go. This one's this Bud's for you. Story one, UFOs. <laughs> So me and my family live in Fulton, Fulton County, Ohio, which what is going on with Ohio? Like half the people that I've talked to about this show are from Ohio. Well, and Jesse. Because think about it. Things happen. If, if, if we're talking aliens, if aliens are going to abduct people, they're going to abduct people from states where nobody important lives. Uh, first <laughs> off, first off, you're, I want to point out you're totally wrong. Most U.S. presidents <laughs> are from Ohio. Most YouTubers that I know are from Ohio. Most like successful people I know are from Ohio. The real truth is Ohio is so boring. Everyone wants to get out of Ohio. You notice all these people who do stuff are from Ohio <laughs> but have left. Yeah. So in my mind, when someone says, yes, I lived in Ohio and this crazy thing happens, I just think they were drunk at the time because the that's Cox, all there is the to do. The entire Cox family got out of there. Yeah. Everyone left real quick. It was like the, it was like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Strapped to the back of, a, back of a truck and we just all – Granny was pools. on top and we all went down <laughs> the highway. All right, all right, all right. So me and my family live in Fulton County, Ohio, about half an hour west of the suburbs of Toledo, Ohio, and have lived on the same property since the 70s before I was born, just to clarify. If you know anything about Fulton County, you know uh, I might as well have said we lived in the middle of nowhere because that's what it was, uh, the middle of nowhere on a road with zero traffic, and just about every one of us has stories of some kind of UFO or alien encounter. Me and my dad, who will come up again later and will be shirtless and in his, in his underwear, both have entirely separate experiences with lights in the sky. These lights alternated intensities and moved organically. That is to say, freely moved, circling left and right and forward, backward, and in circles in ways known aircraft can't. I don't think it's necessarily aliens, but it's definitely an abnormal phenomenon of some kind. Other relatives have had similar experiences, and my cousin even claims to have had encounters of the fourth kind. Ooh, that's direct uh, contact, contact and interaction yeah. with an alien. Mm. He claims that there was an emotional energy transfer between him and an oh, alien. Oh, God, the tall whites so are at it again. They had sex. And this they had happened sex on saying. multiple occasions. It's important they to keep in sex. mind, though, that his bathroom medicine cabinet contains only tabs of acid. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of guy. 
Alright, you just took away all of his credibility with that last line. So I want to point out, first off, is this Splurg? Splurg, Splurg. I love you, by the way. Because Splurg did the smart thing here, yeah. which was like, look, I've seen shit, but I can't say it's aliens because this guy who knows? <laughs> and more importantly, Ohio is the home of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And Wright-Pat is known for all sorts of test flights of things. Mm. It's known for where they, air quotes, put the aliens. It's like it's famous. And, and is that so where of they course, got the virus to upload to uh, the... No, that was Area 51. Oh, okay. But right. Wright-Pat Air Force Base is like the next big thing. So yeah. I, I think that that is... You're going experimental aircraft it. on this one? Yeah, I think that's possible. Oh, yeah. I think freely moving objects are... Technically, they're correct. They're UFOs because they're unidentified flying objects. But uh, there's that saying that, like, whatever technology we know we have, the military is about 10 years ahead of us yeah. in private stuff. So having aircraft that can just move in, in random directions, I guarantee that they're, they've been testing that kind of thing for a long time. Yeah. The stealth also, bomber granted, was around in the 70s. Hell. Yeah, exactly. Granted, exactly. A, a drone not that far away looks like a big aircraft yeah, also very true. far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that the, his cousin supposedly had a – was it his cousin had a, the fourth kind encounter? Emotional transfers. Here's the thing. If I was doing acid, I would have emotional transfers with <laughs> aliens too. The, and I would believe it. I would tell you guys, like, y'all, I had an emotional transfer with an alien. <laughs> I feel like the line of emotional transfers is, like, exactly where – that's, like – I can, like, clearly point to that as, like, where I go from, like, the truth is out there to, like, desert – crystal people is like right on that line and it's like simultaneously the most uh, alluring part of the whole thing because i'm so into that like psychic alien shit like i'm so down <laughs> to like go on like a metaphysical journey i want to i want to get there like believe me but it's also like where when the stories go to that place i'm like okay this is <laughs> you're like you're like i've tried all right now we're in there. like the like descartes like maybe it's a dream type scenario like uh, who knows what's can, possible when it's we, like psychedelics can we just get a meme that just says the tall whites are at it again? It's it's a, it's it's rel it's incredibly relevant in this day and age. Uh, <laughs> you can really you can relate it to anything really. Yeah. Just a photo of really tall like <laughs> white yeah. aliens, just like the tall whites are at it again. Yeah. All right. All right. Story two. Story Take number two. Haunted house. Here we go. Splurgs haunted house. Here we go. So my mom and dad divorced. Sorry about that. My dad remarried. Yay. And then him and my stepmom did the next logical step and moved into a haunted house. Big yay. Hell yes. All right. That, I, I added some editorial commentary to that sentence. My dad was really into this stuff at the time, and if you told him the house was haunted, that would have been a selling point more than a hindrance. I think I want to hang out with your dad. Right. They lived I in this too. Yeah. They lived in this house for three years, and I stayed there every other weekend between the ages of six and eight, along with my step-siblings. Great. Sounds hellish. <laughs> we, we had all kinds of experiences while there. We would all be outside at a campfire and lights would inexplicably flicker. We would all be downstairs and hear incredibly loud footsteps from upstairs. Crazier things would happen to like we'd see faces and even hear voices. I don't know if someone had for sure died there or not, but I guarantee you that my dad almost definitely had researched it. There were bullet holes in the walls, so something definitely happens there. I'm going to be a buzzkill and mention <laughs> that I personally have had very few experience there. <laughs> Weird noises, flickering lights, but nothing insane. And it's important to keep in mind, everyone who did have these experiences were looking to have these experiences, and their minds definitely would have filled in the gaps 
to get to where the claims got to. Can, can I just say, Splurg I love Splurg. Sucks. Splurg is my man. Yeah, Splurg, Splurg or woman. I don't know Splurg. Splurg. Splurg's a true great. anthropologist, if there was yeah. one here. Yeah. It's the honesty that adds weight to his stories. Because he's like, just be real. <laughs> I feel like experience jack shit. Just saying. Sure. And my cousin's a drug addict. So. Have you guys seen? Have you? Well, he's an acid addict. Which I'm is just, like, just, I'm, it was a joke. Bad joke, but it was a joke. It just probably means he likes fish tacos more than the average person. <laughs> is that uh, what? Yeah. Um, what am I saying? Oh, have you seen that show on Netflix called Haunted? No. So it's kind of rough. So it's it's a it's a, it's one of those like shows that they roll out. It's like kind of cheaper budget, but it's like uh, like for Halloween. And it's like people sitting around and they like tell a story. Yeah. And so I watched two episodes and the first one was about a kid who like a guy who was telling a story about when he was a kid and he moved into an apartment in Anaheim, which is really close by a, a neighborhood that I'm very familiar with because I live I, and have lived very close to it my whole life. Right. And he tells a story about how like this woman was in his closet every day telling him that she was going to kill him and all this shit. And then like the day he moved out and he was like having psychotic breaks and shit, he finds out that like everybody knew and that there was, like, a woman who, like, murdered her kids who, like, lived in that apartment, right? And, like, the story is, like, him telling the story and there's reenactments. But, like, the room where he's telling the story, it's, like, not just him. It's, like, his family and loved ones surrounding him and he's, like, crying. And then the second one was, like, a similar situation except the story was about us two sisters whose dad was, like, a full-on serial killer murdering people in the house, hiding them, getting them to take the bodies away and stuff. But then I started looking it up and like there's no record of this serial killer. And the director was like, we'll uh, we passed her information along to the authorities. And then the ghost guy had a fucking IMDb and there was no crime that matched his lady anywhere in Anaheim at that time. Isn't that messed up? So what? Just like, so what, he just completely fabricated a story for the show. It, it seems like the show is just like lightly like turn the other like don't ask, don't tell. Are these stories real? Like maybe oh, they okay. just, you know, like maybe they just had like an they audition. Put out a call, yeah, like put out a call. Give us your spooky stories, and we're Bring just not gonna family. ask any questions if they're real or not. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I don't know. It was really weird, but uh, this reminds me of that. Like, I wish that there were more stories on that show like this because mm. it would be. I'm gonna better. say, have you seen the the haunting of Hill House? Oh no, I hear that's great. I heard I hear that's that, Yeah. Uh, no, but haunted is not good. Don't watch it right. uh, unless you are going in knowingly looking for some like trash tier. Spooky fodder, which it is. It's good. Uh, the reenactments are kind of scary. All right. <laughs> Story three, Splurg, vampires. So quick update on the region. Toledo, Ohio is unfortunately always in the top four or five cities for sex slavery. Damn. I had been put into a situation where a cop drunkenly confessed something bizarre to me. What? He told me he had a close friend of the force who was specifically investigating the sex slave market and had confided some bone chilling news. They weren't actually being sold as sex slaves, but rather were being sold as cattle for vampires. He said that they specifically preyed on virgins because virgin blood has anti-aging properties, and that a majority of the virgins were specifically being purchased by the Queen of England, and that was how she was staying alive despite her old age. Cut forward a couple months, and I'm at a party and start telling the story as a goof because I thought it was so funny. I was shocked to have multiple people tell me they had heard the same thing and believed it, there would be two more events where I'd bring this up for a joke only for people to say they had heard accounts and believed it themselves. And that's where Splurg ends, you know, it takes Splurg stories to an end. Vampires. Me and Jesse literally, I want to be real, we were watching Blade last fucking night, and this is the <laughs> we exact same plot of this 
of of that movie. God, Blade is such a good movie. <laughs> it's even literally a cop in the movie Blade. Like literally, it's a cop who like works for vampires who is like trying to bring in you know bring in the bring in the fresh meat. Yeah, I've, actually, I, um... I've heard I've heard stories about Queen of England either being a vampire, doing all kinds of things because she's just ancient. I mean, she's also the queen and has unlimited wealth to keep herself going forever also and ever true. and ever. So is I mean, she, like though? that. How old is she? Yeah, how old is she? I think my grand, my great grandmother, who is still alive, is older she's, than her. She's eighty something, right? Yeah, yeah she's I think not. So. She's queen not that old. England queen mom. Age. Queen of England is ninety two. All right, ninety two is not. I mean, technically not that old. Yeah, my, my great grandmother is ninety eight, and she's still alive. My grandma died when she was ninety four. So yeah. both va- both were vampires. Yeah, right. By the both were vampires. My grandma God, my, just. Oh, my great grandmother's she... drinking the blood of virgins in her in her like community home. My grandma yeah. died when she ate the McRib. That was her last. <laughs> Jesus, that was her last meal. I don't, I don't know was, if that's amazing or horrible. I don't think it was related to her death, like directly in any way. But I hear uh, she. <laughs> I don't know, man. McRibs uh, can be killer. Uh, I hear well. she enjoyed it. I hear she thought it was good for a for a for a seasonal sandwich. <laughs> it's back, by the way. I'm gonna McRib have one in back. her honor very soon. I don't 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 worry. It's, it's, it's like a zombie tonight. brought back from the dead. Here's the thing. I think that. Um, the idea of of vampire cattle is like chilling, but at the end of the day, <laughs> be it sex slave or vampire cattle, it's so sad that Toledo, Ohio, is so high in like the slavery of anything category. I'm yeah. I'm pretty behind you on that. Yeah. Oh, for one hundred percent. So I right. guess go cops, stop sex slaves and or vampire cattle. I guess no it matter particularly. Just stop the horrible actions no matter yeah, what Either they way, are. it sounds terrible, so put an end to that. <laughs> yeah, and just for safeties, if you are listening, Queen Mum, please, you know, ignore the haters unless you really are a vampire, in which case I, I can't believe it, to be honest. I can't believe it. <laughs> She's going to show up at your apartment like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm definitely not a virgin. No. <laughs> Hello, Alex. It's me, the queen. This is Doubtfire. It was Hello. a drive by fruiting. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then she'll be like, <sighs> then you're done. <laughs> right. All right, this next one comes from Reddit user Haunt789. Jesse, you're welcome to read this one. Unless oh, I get to read one. Unless oh, you don't have God, the outline so up, I'll read it. I, I got this. All right. This is in quotations. Oh, uh, that's just, I. don't worry about it. Oh, I, all right. I thought the first part was in quotations. No, so I was like, no, oh, this is no. good. Don't worry okay. I first want to say I've been a long time fan of you guys. Long before the Illuminati podcast, you're some of the ser- you're some seriously funny guys, and I'm a huge. See fan. why I left that in? That was, you know, Aww, cool. look at that's, that. That's why Fluff I was laughing because it was in quotes. I was like, <laughs> I don't know that I believe this. <laughs> I just recently started listening to your podcast, and I've been thinking about sharing my stories with you. I thought I might as well, and here they are. There are just separate experiences, or these are just separate experiences that took place uh, with years in between each one. One of the earliest paranormal encounters I can remember is when I was very young, probably a toddler. You can remember being a toddler? Wow. The memory is short, um, but it's just, a, it's just a few seconds I clearly remember. I'm standing in my living room, and I turn my head to look to the right. And there is Jesus Christ. But I ignored it. Turned back. <laughs> First of all, hold on. I was like, wait a minute. No, um, I turned my head to look to the right. Next to me is a shadow figure about my height standing next to me. And I remember that it was my friend. That's all I have for that memory. That's pretty What creepy. does that mean? 
don't know. I would, it would be Not- weird to have a childhood memory of like something paranormal that you don't really remember. Because I have plenty of childhood memories. Like I remember, I know this guy, this guy Rob, that my dad is friends with, who like. I, I don't know what the deal was. Maybe he was drinking heavily or something like that. But he's one of those guys who, like, once sometimes his face turns, like, fucking red as fuck. And yeah. I remember, I remember a, like, a memory from when I was, like, three years old of, like, coming around the corner in a big wheel. And he was, like, smiling at me. And it, like, scared the shit out of me. I don't know the context of it. I don't know anything else about <laughs> it. But I, like, remember it. I don't even know if it was real. So that's why I, I give credence this- to these, these stories of, like, young memories. Because they really do But this memory me is, like creepy in the fact that next to me was a shadow figure about my height standing next to me i remember that it was my friend that's all i have for the memory that could be what an alien does that abduction. mean my mom used i to remember talk to it was my was friend yeah my mom used to talk to ghosts uh when she was a kid in her house i don't know if i've told this story before on here i probably have but like her sisters were a lot older than her like 15 or 16 years older and so they were all like almost adults when she was still a kid and they have all these stories of her like leaving the house and like putting her stuffed animals up off the floor and being like, don't get it ghosts. And like stuff like that. <laughs> That's actually reminds me of a story. My grandmother told me, but we'll get to that another and, and later on. Continue, yeah, my Jesse. mom claimed to see, see a ghost when she was in college, but I feel like she was just high. So whatever. <laughs> uh, my second one happened a few years ago, back when I was in high school, I'm 22. Now I was sitting at my computer desk in my room. I'll try to explain the layout of where my room is. At the top of the staircase in my house, immediately to your right, is the door to my room. You did a great Direct- job of explaining it, I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. Directly across uh, from that door is my parents' room. My computer desk was next to my door, and I sat facing to where I could see out my door to the right and see the door across the tiny hall. I was home alone, playing, I think, World of Warcraft. Relatable. My door is open, and so is the door to my parents' room. For whatever reason, though, in the middle of playing, I must have caught something in the corner of my eye uh, to my right where the door with my open door was because I turned my head quickly in that direction. I saw in that crack that goes down the, the down a door when it's open uh, between the hinges and the frame of the <laughs> door to my parents' room, this face that can only be described as Nosferatu. Oh, God, that's actually kind of no Nosferatu. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> it was there briefly, and when I looked at it, it made a hissing noise. Oh, flashing these re- <laughs> the Queen of England <laughs> flashing these really long pointed teeth, and dove behind the door to my parents' room, and then there was a loud thud on the door, like a knock. I just, and God, I just it, imagine Nosferatu's like, I love it when he plays World of Warcraft, <laughs> and he just I like just, watches. I just and, to look at the new expansion. <laughs> it turns around. <laughs> <laughs> just I just I just want to know the lore. I don't want to put in that time. Just spoil it. Just spoil it for me. <laughs> and then nothing else happened. I sat there for a few seconds trying to register what I just saw, but for whatever reason, I literally just shrugged and went back to playing WoW. <laughs> it's That's probably just addiction. Jeff. It's probably just Jeff the mongoose. <laughs> it's not big. He's just taking notes. <laughs> yeah, he had some he had some intel for you from across the town. <laughs> I laughed at myself for being so calm with that. And it was until year later, when I was thinking about it, that I must have been calm since something else happened. I didn't feel like I was in any danger. But over the years, I've dreaded the memory more and more. I don't like thinking of that event or talking about it because I fear that it makes it more real. 
Just a few months ago, when I was in bed, I had a horrible shudder just thinking about how I saw that. My friend thinks something behind the uh, my friend thinks something behind the door, like a box, must have slid and fell, and my mind registered something else, which is completely possible since there's a tall stack of shoeboxes behind my parents' door. That is the creepiest of my experience. Oh, uh, that is the creepiest of my experiences, though. Okay, so maybe like a shoebox, like like slid, and it sounded like a hiss. <laughs> yeah, and his mind was like, it's Nosferatu. My last experience is one night a few years ago, around the same time, maybe a couple years later, I was asleep in bed. During this time is when swag was in the mainstream culture. Swag, swag, swag. I personally swag, thought, someone, someone thought tell the Jim, term... Crendor uh, that, that yeah. it's over. I personally thought the term swag and people who bought into it are, uh, are silly, Crendor. A free thinker. <laughs> so I was teaching myself, almost jokingly, that if I'm ever scared, I'll just say swag because it'll make me laugh. Swag. While I was asleep, I suddenly woke up and I saw what I think was this masked figure over me, its head tilting sideways, uh, its head tilting side to side, over and over as if studying me. Oh, that's And awful. I, really that's afraid, awful. kept trying to say swag, but it <laughs> kept coming out in huffs. So I was like, swag, 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 swag. swag. Oh, you're like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I fainted for the first time in my life. When I woke up the next morning, nothing was out of the ordinary. It occurred to me later that there was a poster I have of Garrosh Hellscream from World of Warcraft <laughs> sitting on a throne <laughs> with a huge skull over it. Could have been what I saw and thought was the mask. Swag. I just believed it. <laughs> swag. Garrosh. Just believed swag. it was. <laughs> just believed it was something else because I was still in a dream state. Still though, it freaked me out because I thought some cultist was watching me <laughs> as I slept. Jesus. Another story. <laughs> this, is you, this is how you know you've been playing World of Warcraft too much. This is all wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Another story I remember. Jaina uh, Proudmore came into my house. As, as I typed the last one, is one night when I was falling asleep. I remember just everything slowly fading to black and thinking to myself, it's too easy to fall asleep. Before I thought I heard the voice of a girl from school I knew. Her name was Jaina Proudmore. <laughs> um, she wasn't a girl at all. <laughs> but a woman and the leader of the Predmore Outgroup team. <laughs> um, it confused me enough uh, for me to snap awake again and realize that for a few brief seconds, I was hearing a low growl-like chant in my ear that abruptly stopped. I never had any explanation for that experience. It's worth mentioning that I've never had any night terrors, but I used to have really bad sleep paralysis. I felt like something evil was in the room, with me as I slept, and I kept praying to God to help me and to protect me from it. It's because those awful nights I sl uh, I sleep with a Death Star lamp on all night as a nightlight and listen to calm ambient soundscapes to help me sleep. Yeah. These are my experiences. They aren't the coolest, but they really did happen to me, real or not. If you guys want to tell me what you think or whatever, go ahead and thank you to whoever <laughs> reads these. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for being a terrible I've reader. Had, that last bit where he talks about being snapped awake from hearing something, I think most of us have probably had that happen. I remember distinctly being in my friend's uh, house up in New Hampshire when he was getting married. They all went out to go take care of, like, wedding stuff, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to take a nap. And I was, like, dozing off, and I was almost asleep, and I remember snapping awake because I heard what sounded like uh, my friend's fiance at the time call my name. And I, like, shot up, and I was like, hello? And I, like, walked around the house. Nobody was there. But that's just... Your brain is like slipping into a, a sleep well, state. Yeah, I've if had you, that. I've had that too. If you don't hear anything, if it's like too quiet, uh, your brain—it's the same thing. Like when you, 
you know that thing that they say where you cover your eyeballs with halves of a ping pong ball and then you like turn on like white noise and it and it like you start to hallucinate after a few minutes because you're like closing out any external stimulus. There's a similar thing for if it's too quiet. I'm uh, sorry, what? I've never heard that, but okay. really, okay, so yeah. okay, so this is if I'm you're sorry, trying to trip, what? if you're trying to trip, if you're trying to like go there and like have some kind of really crazy dissociative psychedelic experiences. Just cut a ping pong ball in half and tape it over your eyeballs and then turn on white noise loud and put it over your ears. And the fact it's like going into a sensory deprivation tank and you just start to hallucinate. And the same thing happens. Yo, are you serious? Yeah. And it's the wait, same wait, thing. What do you so hallucinate? Mad. Whoa. Wait, what? What do you look? All you hear is like. No, but and then it's, you it's, like... because you're, it's because you're removing any actual stimulus. Your brain just is like, fuck, nothing's happening. Put some shit in there. And it like There's... makes you fucking go insane. <laughs> I've watched before. Let what? Jesse go on his his rant. I'm 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 very happy you told me this because I never thought to research it. But I've watched you know I watch a lot of spooky stuff on YouTube when I can. Uh, one of the things that people like to do is they do like Ouija board stuff. Yeah. And they'll be trying to talk to a demon in the house, and they'll take one of the people who's on the Ouija board, and they will put like sound canceling headphones on. They'll tape uh, ping pong balls balls over his eyes. They make sure that he can't see or hear anything, so that the demon has like a f blank slate to use. He's just hallucinating. Yeah, you're just you're just doing like sensory deprivation, and your brain is like literally it's visceral. Like it's not like baby mode. It's like visceral hallucinations like it's crazy to do it not that i've ever done anything like that just kidding i have uh, it's weird uh but uh if i mean i would i'd probably want to try it too just because it sounds interesting do it with horrifying. somebody just do it do it with somebody near you because it's, it's oh i would never do it by myself it's pretty crazy but, oh, but that, that explains like the yeah. demon possession when they do shit like that yeah but it's also the same thing if you cover if you if you don't hear anything like if you're in like a forest or somewhere mm. where it's just like no sound You'll, your ears like I'm sure you've you've done it before where you're just sitting alone and you start to hear like whoa like you're like kind of hearing like almost like is this what schizophrenic voices sound like you're hearing mm -hmm. like people talking that's that's your ears doing the same thing whoa this is a thing I'm watching there's a bunch of YouTube videos where I guess you um they even have a YouTube video of it it's called yeah. the Gansfeld effect yeah and apparently if you watch this video I click the video yeah Sorry, I. So basically, the video is just a red screen that that is just. Um, I guess you need a red light, and you need the sound effect. So I guess what you're supposed to do, because there's a video, it's called the Gansfield Effect, 30 minutes, uh, with slow wake up, which I guess you're supposed to put the headphones on, put ping pong balls over your eyes, and then play the screen right in front of you, like turn off the lights and put the laptop in front of you and like lay down. And I guess it's supposed to. Wow, I'm doing this. This that's, is happening. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, that that makes me. Well, I mean, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I have an explanation. But now, now like those things. Now that I fully believe that there was demons, but I was like, oh, maybe something weird is going on here. And now I'm just like, no, he's hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but also like as a, oh, as a psychedelic explorer, it's worth it's worth doing because it doesn't involve uh, any drugs. yeah any drugs at all. You just can do it. So. None of that chugging a Sprite after eating a whole banana bullshit. Just just cover your eyes with ping I've pong balls. I've never ball. heard that either. But what does that mean? You tell, you tell people if you eat a whole banana and then you chug a Sprite really fast, you get high. And really, it just makes you throw up because, like, just think about how gross that is. <laughs> 
Okay. Did you well, guys never? You. Did you guys never have mean friends on the playground that like gave you these weird old wives tales? No. I no. was incredibly sheltered. Uh, I was first born, and uh, all three of us, me and my two siblings, went to Catholic school up until college. Like the Damn. worst kind of bullies we had were like stink nuns. bomb bullies, and I, I got shoved. <laughs> I got shoved. Yeah, but nuns and brothers. I got shoved into <laughs> nuns a locker and brothers. once. Yeah, my high school was brothers. It was brothers. Yeah, oh man, uh, of the Sacred Heart. But I got shoved into a locker once. That was like the worst that ever happened. Nuns and Brothers is like a Hanson album or something. <laughs> Hanson, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. Uh, but thank you for those stories. Uh, that was actually kind of cool. The 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 Nosferatu one is just a great. I've got that like, I really do have like that Nosferatu from SpongeBob like peeking through a door, watching you play WoW, and then you look back and he just hisses and slams the door. It's crazy how scary and. Uh, sinister your own fucking house can become at the right time of yeah. day. It's yeah. so crazy, man. You talk about schizophrenia and like, you know, I, I grow, I grew up with somebody who, who dealt with that and like to hear them explain it and just, and, and just be like, no, it's your, your brain is telling you it's real. So it's so hard to, to know what is, is an actual voice of like my kids or fake kids that my brain is telling me are chattering down the hall. Yeah, if you don't believe in the power of your own brain, just do that ping pong ball thing. That shit will fuck you up. It's not a joke. You'll be like, whoa. Like, it is crazy. That's wild. All right. Be be safe. Be safe, though. We should do that. We'll do that at a pack. Do it with a friend. Do it with a friend. We'll do it at a convention. Only one of us does it. Oh, my God. The entire convention, everyone else. Here's here's our next convention. You two answer questions from the audience, and I'll just do that. Well, and then at the end, trip. you can ask me what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, halfway through, I imagine Jesse will start losing his You shit. can't do it for more than 20, 30 minutes. Like, it's too much. Like, you need you need a babysitter. That's what I'm saying. It, it's during, yeah, I'll do it on stage live. Next yeah, time we do I'm a convention, in. I also want to interview randos. I want no, people, that would be great. I want people yeah. to come up and tell me their stories. I'm going to take you into, like, a little booth and, like, do, like, a little interview with you, and we can put them up on the, uh, on the feed. I'm not, like, n- All right. All right, next story is by a user called Oranges in Stereo, which I, hope, I love that name. I hope that's a reference to the apples in stereo. I, I don't even know what that is, so I imagine it is. Uh, he says, long post, possibly poor sentence construction, so if I stumble, that's the reason. Uh, this was shared to me and by my grandfather, who apparently never told this to anyone else in the family since my dad, grandmother, or uncle didn't even know about it. Or he's First fucking. All, or he's fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that also is true. Grandpas are bored. Or and, this is the start of like National Treasure. When it's he's true. Like, oh, Benjamin, true. Benjamin, it's Benjamin like Gates. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I have to mention that I really enjoyed the, this last episode with a guest with knowledge outside of the research that Mathis or Alex usually does, as well as being open to share his influences and beliefs. It also got me thinking about other types of religious paranormal events where its intent is either not known or benevolent. More specifically, it reminded me of a memory my grandfather once shared with me. He was a devout Christian and a follower of the teachings of the Franciscan Order. Ever since I knew him, he would go every year to Assisi in Italy on a pilgrimage in order to visit St. Francis's tomb and pray. Uh, fun fact, that's my confirmation name. Francis is from Francis. There you go. Aww. It's all connected. I was like one of- year short of that. I almost had a name. I almost had a whole sponsor, confirmation, everything. Yeah, I got a lot of money. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, as part of this pilgrimage, he would also hike around the forest around Assisi, following the same trail supposedly done by St. Francis himself, as well as visiting the cave he would retire to for a, a meditation and prayer. That is badass, dude. I would do that just for Th- that. That sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. He did this up until he was about 70 to 75 years old, where he declared that he felt too old to travel alone. 
one year in his mid I, I assume he means in his mid 80s maybe he means in the mid 80s it just says mid 80s so i don't know well he one stopped year, when he was 70, 80s. 75 right so yeah so yeah that's true i just want to eh, that's true you're right while walking alone in the forest he kept catching glimpses of a beautiful woman oh my barefoot. god yeah barefoot wearing all white with long dark hair oh my god she it's was... like the woman at coxcon <laughs> or the, lot, oh, the, like beautiful I... woman who disappeared <laughs> Yes, at Coxcon. Oh my what? God, the last day at Coxcon. It might have been the fact that it was we had a night of heavy drinking. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what think it was. so. I don't think so. It was unbelievable. What? But happened? there was what? there was a woman who appeared. She like got out of a cab, but like I don't know that anyone saw her. But she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. But I only saw like a split microsecond glance of her face and never saw the rest of it. I have no idea what her it was. Her it was face looks like. like a pretty like surreal experience of seeing this person i i in that moment i don't in that think, moment yeah. i think like i found truly an angel and then she like vanished she up and vanished yeah we all saw was she her part of the con was she like walking into the convention no, no she was just there she was in telford going somewhere and vanished and i don't know what happened to her but i was like guys wow. did anyone see her and everyone's like, I missed her, I guess. And I was like, <gasps> No, I saw wow. her. I saw her. It was stunning. It was it was it, it was, was an like angel. It, felt, it felt bizarre. It felt bizarre to see That's to see cool, somebody man. like that. Yeah. See, li- those are the little moments that you can never like really dismiss fully. Yeah. But me, I was like, Oh, it's La Llorona. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I do love how we cover La Llorona and like two weeks later they're like, Oh yeah, movie is coming out. Every single person. And everybody on everybody who watches the podcast tweeted it at us. They were like, hey, have, guys, you seen have, this? You seen, yeah, have you seen this? <laughs> uh so anyway, he he was in the middle of the forest alone doing his walk, catches a glimpses of this of a beautiful woman barefoot wearing all white with long dark hair. He tried reaching her, but she seemed uh to disappear every time she turned a corner, eventually reappearing further down the road. After some time of trying to catch up to her, he found himself back at the entrance to the Hermitage, where the hike started. What? He actually linked a picture of that place. If you go to the uh, subreddit and click it, or you maybe right-click and follow the link, actually. Via oh, yo, yeah. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Oh, my beautiful. God. This is, like, from The Witcher. This is unbelievable. It's, it's very, wow. very pretty. Yeah. Uh, he asked some people, uh, he asked some of the people there if they had seen this woman, but no one had seen anyone go by. Oh, my Later, gosh. Later on, he sat down alone in one of the nearby chapel benches to rest. There, out of the corner of his eye, he saw her again, sitting down opposite to him and praying. I think this is uh, this is the one from his description. So he links what he thinks is the the, the chapel that uh, that he was at. He decided to oh. approach her. She opened her eyes and put her hands out as if she was asking him to stop moving. Then she gestured him to be quiet and invited him to sit down next to her and join her in prayer, which he did. He closed his eyes and prayed for a while, and when he opened his eyes, she was gone. No words were exchanged at any point, and again, no one saw her enter or leave the place. This whole experience left him feeling a bit anxious, and the next day he decided to go to uh, to confession. No one would believe him, so he might as well try to get it off his mind by telling his story to someone who wouldn't judge him afterwards, other than telling him to pray. Can I just say this is the most romantic character that I've ever right? Like, yeah, it's it's like, like invested in in a story from a, like a fan mail. This is unbelievable. Uh, like an old like religious Italian man who's like on his journey and sees like a beautiful woman at a shrine. Right, right, yeah, man. It's a very like you said, and it kind of it feels like you can see it happening in The Witcher or something. Yeah, really. Go wild. look, look at the and then and pictures. then The Witcher shows up and he's like, it's a typical whatever. I just gotta kills go it. get my oils yeah. and murder her ass, but that's all right. 
Um, but if, if I'm not religious at all, but I'm the, the, the pictures that they send, like I would, I would walk that any day. That's that looks, amazing. It looks beautiful. Anyway, when he finished his confession, the priest said, so you saw her too. This left my grandfather beyond confused. The priest clarified, she's Lady Poverty, who promised St. Saint Pr- Saint Francis to look after him for all eternity. Travelers who come here alone sometimes see her, and she asks them to pray with her. Oh, my true God. Or not, true or not, my grandfather felt relieved with this explanation and addressed, to the, uh, and addressed to the whole experience to a sort of miracle. That is insane. Uh, now you might need some context. So he's going to give a little context here. St. Francis of Assisi was a a 12th century preacher who abandoned his wealth for a life of poverty in order to better serve God. In some records about the saint, poverty was personified as Lady Poverty, and St. Francis was described as being married to her, in quotes, eternally dedicating their life to each other. At the time, I was fascinated by his experience and dedicated some time into researching about these stories. However, what I found was that they were written well after St. Francis' death and are very thinly veiled criticisms to the church at the time. Lady Greed also shows up and is depicted as poverty's rival, mirroring the, uh, mirroring the divide caused by the Franciscans in the Catholic Church, since their humble approach was a radical breakaway from the more traditional, a mass wealth for God. In the context of faith and religion, it makes sense why the priest and my grandfather associated this woman with Lady Poverty, but clearly these were posthumously added to St. Francis's lore. In the end, lots of unanswered questions remain. Who was she? Why did no one else see her? Why was she there, uh, praying to St. Francis? The cynic in me wants to say that this was actually his way of saying that he cheated on my grandmother, which would explain the anxiety, the confession on the next day, and none of the other family members knowing about it. However, he was always, he was always extremely loyal and was not the type to have that kind of behavior. Bonus, huh. I also had sort of a paranormal event with the death of my grandmother, uh, the same, the same one in 2010. Oh, grandfather, sorry. Grandfather, the same one in 2010, where I dreamed I was at his funeral. That day, my parents woke me up to give me the news that he had died. It's likely that I wasn't in a fully deep sleep state when my parents got the news, and maybe I overheard them talk about his death, which got me to dream about it. But it was still a very unsettling experience. Oh, wow. You know, I had a similar thing when my grandpa died. He died a lot earlier. I was younger. But when my dad came home from work to, like, tell me the news, I, like, knew he was going to tell me that for some reason. Yeah. Um, my, my, um, my mom actually had an experience when my grandmother died. Uh, I was eight. And my grandmother died really young. She was only 52. And after she died for like days later, um, my whole family in the kitchen, we could smell my, my grandmother's favorite perfume that she would wear constantly. And it will always linger. And I remember being in the kitchen at one point and my mom was doing the dishes. She just turned back to my dad and she goes, do you smell that? And then my dad took a smell. He's like, yeah, it smells like, you know, uh, mom's perfume. And I was like, yeah, I smell that too. And that was like, the extent of it, no, nothing moved, no visions or anything like that. But I've had weird little experiences, uh, kind of like that did too. I, did I tell the story of my friend's Italian grandmother who died on here before? Please? Where uh, I don't think I've heard. That. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give his name, but like a friend of mine was like, you know, his grandmother was like the family matriarch. Like when she died, everybody was ready for her to die. She was ready to die. It was kind of beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. It was sad because you know she's the leader of the family dying, but everybody was there. She was surrounded by her family in her bed. Everything happened and she died like pretty peacefully and it was beautiful and like excellent and like exactly what everybody needed from it. And then about 20 seconds later, she shot back up oh my God. Uh, from, from, uh, from death and was like, oh! <laughs> and then died again. Oh my and God, it's, that's it's, horrifying. It scared the shit out of everyone. Apparently it happens sometimes, but. 
Like your brain's last, all neurons firing like one last time. Yeah, I think so. But uh, can you fucking imagine that shit? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's nothing like this beautiful story of this man's grandfather. I'm not going to lie. I'd do, that, I'd do that on purpose. If <laughs> you were dying, you'd you'd I'd, gather every, I'd gather everyone around, <laughs> and I'd be like, it's my time to go, and I want you all to know that I love you. And then I close my <laughs> eyes, and I go limp, and I wait. I, I count like 20, 19, 18. I'd be like, your mother sucks, Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy Everybody shit. Would be like, ah! And then you <laughs> Yeah, I'd really get him. I'd be like, ah, ha, ha, gotcha, bitches. And then uh, I'd die. And then, then you have to like, keep my skeleton. Dead. <laughs> my God. Yeah. Uh, okay, next uh, story is by Mary. Uh, we're going to let Jesse read this one just because of the first sentence of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um... Mary X. Before I begin, it is worth knowing that I always agree with Jesse on the topics covered in the podcast. I always agree with Jesse. Jesse's the best. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with this so far. Okay. <laughs> Stereotypically, I'm a sciences student at university. And I can't buy into the paranormal without concrete evidence. I do enjoy the idea of it, though. However... The one thing I cannot explain is the multiple times that I've seen the future in dreams. I love how far into the paranormal it goes immediately. It's like, <laughs> I, I agree with Jesse. Nothing is nothing is real. Give me that evidence. I've seen the future in dreams multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened several times throughout my life, even as recent as a few months ago, but was most frequent when I was younger than 10-ish. The way it would work is I would have a dream, usually about something mundane, and think nothing of it afterwards. An indeterminate amount of time later, weeks or months, I would suddenly realize I was experiencing the dream I had previously, but now in real life. I'm 20 now. I don't remember the details of a lot of these dreams. Just that I remember this happening, which doesn't really help my case, I know. <laughs> but one time really stands out, and I never forgot it. Uh, before we jump into this, this is a phenomenon that I know a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. And there's a scientific name for it. I don't remember what it's called. Deja vu. It's not, it's not deja vu. No, this is like you, because you're in your dream state, you are going through a lot of, like, your mind's coping with a lot of things and you're going through a lot of stuff. It's, sh it's filing shit away. Right, 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 right. A lot of the times you remember flashes of that when you encounter something else. Even I've had this, where I've been doing some, like, man, I I remember, like, I had a dream about this once. And it's really because your brain has um, stored away so much of your life experience and is just constantly putting uh, weird stories together in your head to make you cope with stuff that uh, sometimes it's possible that your brain, like, is very close to something that happens to you later. Because of for whatever reasons, even if it is mundane. In fact, mostly mundane stuff is the reason why that happens. It's because or, it's so mundane. Or, or we're about to get a some flat crazy circle, stuff. and you've experienced it all before, and your brain is just remembering the future that you've experienced countless times in your. I mean, that could be. I mean, that could be. Existence. Of course, that could be it too. Yeah, we're all we are all existing perpetually and forever, but also not existing at the same time. You're exactly. absolutely right. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. What uh, if it's a but... simulation? 
<laughs> I'm no, waiting, aliens I'm waiting. are beaming memories into your brain while you sleep. I'm waiting for this to get good, though. I'm waiting for it to be like, so it turns out, actually, it was aliens. All right, here we go. <laughs> when I was young, around six or seven or so, I dreamt of sitting in the corner of an assembly hall in primary school watching one of my friends who was stood in the center of the room throwing pieces of fabric from hand to hand like he was juggling them. Again, I woke up the next day and thought nothing of it. But here's where it gets weird. Four years later, I was in my last year of primary school and some company came to teach us uh, all kinds of stuff like devil sticks, Diablo, a juggling of different things. What the fuck is kind devil of weird. sticks in Diablo? Can we I just, don't can know. I just Devil sticks are the sticks that like you balance the one stick with the two other sticks. I know that. Oh my god, I remember that. That's called, called devil, devil sticks. Are you sure? Yeah. That sounds positive. like a religious community renaming something that's not Christian. It's definitely called. I don't know what Diablo is. I mean, that sounds. It's probably like renaming hopscotch or marbles or patty cake. <laughs> Uh, sure enough, though, when someone was asked to demonstrate juggling these bits of fabric, I found myself sitting in the corner I dreamt four years earlier, watching the same friend stand in the middle of the room juggling. The only thing I remember being different were the colors of the fabrics. I still vividly remember my field of view being exactly the same as the dream, so it was uncanny. I can't explain it. I'd, uh, I'd had deja vu before, and this was much stronger because I knew I dreamt, it, uh, I dreamt about it years before. Hopefully this is uh, this has been interesting, and if anyone could offer similar experiences or explanations, that'd be great. Because no matter how much I think about it, I can't come up with an answer. I'm not sure whether it's too off base for the podcast, but it'd be cool to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't think um, it's off base for this podcast. No, but this I think this goes back to the idea that like just looking at the story and the way it's told, right? And again, maybe maybe this is called deja vu, but I know there's like a real real name for it. Yeah, um, I've had this. I've had something like this happen before. But, like, looking back through this, if you look at the uh, story that, that we saw here, it was I was in a certain angle of this room, and I saw a friend juggling fabric. And this was many years before your friend was juggling fabric sitting in the corner of this room. So the idea here is that, at least in my mind, is that probably there's a reason why you always see yourself sitting in that corner of the room, because you probably sat, like, sat there a lot. It sounds like you're like that was your your jam place. That was the place that you like were at a bunch. And this friend probably like tossed stuff back and forth in their hands all the time. And so it wouldn't be too outlandish for your brain to be like, in a dream, my friend's gonna be doing that. Yeah. Um, and even if it's something that you didn't notice, it could be subtle stuff like people who just do something at their desk. And your brain just picks up on it and it associates yeah. with it. And you don't know because you don't recognize it or register it, but you your subconscious even- is like. That's something I know. So yeah, who, and, you, and there's even experiences of your brain being able to create memories or just memories, and you they they're just as real to you as they are like an actual memory because your brain is just that complicated. <laughs> like it can just fabricate memories. Do you think it's possible that there's a scientific explanation that allows for the fact that it happened four years before, and it appearing in a dream? Here, here's here's my not I don't doubt the story at all, but four years is a big gap of time, and to vividly remember a, a dream for four years and not like adjust or change or become vague enough that you see something similar enough that your your memory of the dream immediately adjusts to what you're seeing there's dreams there's dreams i still remember but like they're things that could never happen in real life they're like extremely fucked up dreams but like yeah i don't well yeah. uh, i have questions about the order of operations here was it that the event happened and then you remembered the dream? 
or was it that you remember and then you like associated yeah. and put it all together or this is like was it that you remembered the, the dream right because it, it, the story's like I had a dream and then I just forgot about it for a while and then it happened four years later so to me it's like alright well how do you know that that was the dream right yeah if it was four, like four years is a long time, especially for a dream where dreams are like, you have a dream and then you straight up forget it moments later. And so if that's the case, maybe this is one of those things where you saw it and then we're like, oh my God, I had a dream like this. And then your brain sort of puts pieces together to, to make the dream that you had before more reality. But it doesn't mean that it's real. I, yeah, the mind is mysterious as shit. But uh, yeah. it's definitely scientific stuff. It's e- it, I agree. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that I think it's easy to figure out just using science. But I'm not the person to do it because hell if I know. No, yeah, we just like to speculate, and that's what this is all about. All right, or you stories. are Nostradamus, no, but no. only but only of mundane activities like devil sticks. <laughs> exactly. Devil yeah. sticks, I'm blown away. Your <laughs> devil sticks quatrain is one of my I favorites. Loved those things when I was a kid. Like I've never heard of them as devil sticks though. Me either. All right. Two more stories. They're relatively short. One is called My Dad's Asian Doppelganger, and the other is called uh, Voodoo from My Drunkard Grandmother. And we're going to end with the Drunkard Grandmother Voodoo. Perfect. That better be be an Alex story. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll link it to Alex so he can read it uh, because I'm just yanking them off of the uh, Reddit now as last minute uh, uh, stories here. Because I was – here you go, Alex, in the Zoom chat. Get ready for that one. All right. I got it. All right. Uh, so, my dad's Asian uh, doppelganger is what we're going to read. <laughs> I lost it. My there it dad's is. Okay. Asian this one, doppelganger. Yep, All right. This one's from Lixie Licious. And uh, she said that she uh, she had no idea we, she needed to give permission. We I don't know how it works, but we like to have permission. We just asked. We just asked because yeah. I don't want there to be a situation where somebody's like, that was a private story that I didn't need 20,000 people to hear. Thank you very much. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> me, and therefore my dad, have a long, hard-to-pronounce and unique last name. Fasciani. I've never met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never met anyone else with my last name, which, for the sake of a lot of things, I'm using the pseudonym Johansson, even though it's significantly easier to spell and pronounce, along with it being more common. However, my dad apparently shares the same first and last name with one to three other people in our town of about 80,000. I've heard my dad say there were as many as three others, but I only know about one in great detail due to some of the experiences I've had. First, when me and my family moved into a new house, the neighbors dropped by to say welcome to welcome him back. Apparently, Bob Johansson had lived in the same house before us, and people thought he moved back in. Second, when I was in a local comic book shop with my mom and I talked with the guy at the register about getting something that he, they didn't have, and they wanted to call me and tell... Uh, wanted to call me when they got it. When I gave the guy my last name, he asked, is that Asian? My mother nonchalantly told him it was Norwegian, but I was so weirded out by the question that I asked why. He said that there was a large family of Asians in town with the last name that he'd met before. Now, neither of these stories are super great on their own. It's only when I finally met this guy that I realized how weird this whole thing was. So some context is needed for this last story. My mom and I had moved out of my dad's since he was verbally abusive. He was also very specific person. He had a very specific personality. He's incredibly loud and big when he talks. He's charismatic and friendly with strangers. He wears his Christianity on his sleeve. He loves to crack terrible jokes that are bad even for dad jokes, mostly jokes or lawyers, liberals, or North Dakota. 
<laughs> and he has this startlingly loud, slow laugh that everyone um, makes that that makes everyone in the room look in his direction. What happened was me and my mom went uh, to a sushi restaurant at night. It was a little hard to find since the front sign was turned off. In the middle of our meal, the door opened and we heard a loud voice that sounded exactly like my father say, It took me forever to find this place. Your front sign isn't on. And me and my mom looked over in horror and saw my dad's typical black leather coat and trapper hat he'd wear in the winter. We immediately looked away and covered our faces with our hands, hoping he wouldn't see us as he walked past to talk to the servers and waitresses uh, in the back behind the what counter. What the hell? But it wasn't until I looked back at him and noticed that, wait a minute, that's not my dad. He had my dad's face, but it was, for lack of a better term, Asian-y. I pointed out oh, that my oh boy, there's gotta be yeah, there's gotta be a better term somewhere. Man. I, I don't it's know gotta be a much better way. Probably just Asian uh, is better than yeah, Asian. Yeah, looks, my dad's Asian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I pointed that out to my mom, and we were both relieved, but kept listening in, on the conversation going on behind us, catching pieces of conversations that made the whole experiences weirder, funnier, and more memorable. We heard him introduce himself as Bob. We heard him talk about his day at church and the icing on the cake. We saw and heard him lean in and semi-quietly say, Hey, do you know what's at the, uh, wait, what? Hey, do you know what's at the bottom of North Dakota Coke bottle? Open the other end, followed by a loud, sharp, painful laugh similar to my dad's. What the hell? Part of me wonders... Part of me does wonder if that was him, but I know it couldn't have been since my dad absolutely would have come up to us and, and when he noticed us. And this guy did notice us since we were giggling and glancing back at him constantly, and I saw him narrow his eyes at us. I love that type of story because there's nothing overtly necessarily paranormal that needs to happen for it to exist. And it could happen exactly like this, and it's just so weird. I love that. It sounds. It reminded me a little bit of your your weird kind of like doppelgangerish story or what whatever it was across the street that you saw. Yeah, you saw somebody. Yeah, where I saw like the like two the couple and then like it was one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, freaked me out. Like just weird and strange. And Jesse just looks baffled right now. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I have so many questions about this. I, <laughs> I would love to know more about this story. I really. Well, it's interesting would. that like. Someone by the same exact name li lived in the house that they moved into, and then like the 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 person that 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 reminds them of their father well, had to again be the reason why this to me is is shocking because so earlier this year I went to Amsterdam just for a few days like hang out and meet some friends and just be stupid, and when I was there, the entire trip, everyone acted like they knew me. And the hotel, uh, when I went to breakfast, the guy was like, oh, Mr. Cox, welcome back. And I had never been there before. I've never been to this country. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. And like, oh, Mr. Cox, welcome back. It's so nice to have you here. And he, like, knew about me and started, like, talking to me. He's like, so how long are you here for? What's your Like, have your friends come back with you? I'm like, what the hell is going I had no And that was every day for breakfast. But the first day, very weird. While walking around with one of my friends, a lot of older people started pointing at me. And at first I was like, what is happening? You're, just, then, you're, just the, you're huge in this in Amsterdam. That's all. I'm letting you know that they apparently he was saying that in Dutch, they were saying that I am a famous singer. And I've been looking up that. Per I don't know who they think I am, but I do not look like any singer 
And But his last name was Cox, too? I have no clue. It was the craziest, trippiest thing I've, that's ever happened to me. I could not figure out what it was. Have you ever seen Andreas Kumert? Who is Andreas Kumert? Andreas Kumert. Let me, I'm going to type this to you. He's a singer from Germany. Does he look exactly like Jesse? <laughs> he, he really does. He, he doesn't look oh, like. Oh no! He doesn't look like insanely like Jesse, but it's like a. Pretty but it's good, close enough. It's yeah. close enough. Oh damn! Yeah, you could grow that beard out like that, uh, and you would look pretty. Similar. I'd have to. I have to shave my head. <laughs> You'd have to shave your head. You'd have to grow out just the chin, and then oh, shave everything on the man, side. Man, that's so funny. I mean, I guess that's possible. I don't know. But it was. I don't know. It, it I, don't, so I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. Look, I wouldn't mistake you for this guy. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't either. But then, uh, then we have. He's to got say, great. Like, he's got great tattoos for years. His tattoos are great. I think he's cool. Hey, I, he looks like a cool dude. Yeah, but it's so it's so weird. I don't. Uh, I'll tell you a story. It was a, that's really it was a strange experience. To this story where I went to a barbecue restaurant that my sister used to work at. Uh, me and my dad visited, and my sister happened to be out on a delivery or something. But we went in and we got some food, and their cash register like busted down so i like googled the manual online and like did a reset and i was like the hero of the day for them and stuff and then later my sister was there and she was talking to the boss of the place and they're like yeah your brother uh came with some old chinese man and helped fix our computer and my my, my sister was like what and it was just like my dad <laughs> they were talking about <laughs> my dad what? is not an old chinese man <laughs> <laughs> does he does he look like one? No, I, not even remotely. My dad kind of looks like Billy Crystal, like <laughs> at, like if I had to like if I had to compare him to a celebrity. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I don't know. All right, next story. All right, the last last story ended on a silly note, silly-ish from what I remember. Anyway. GL guy, a fun story about voodoo from my drunkard grandmother. Here we go. The story is dedicated to my late grandmother. A delightfully crabby woman who managed to be drunk most of the time that I knew her. Holy shit. I love her already. She smoked cigarettes from the age of 13 and still managed to live well into her 80s. In spite of being a bitter homophobe with just a hint of casual racism, we can't help but love you, Grandma. (laughs) One day, my my grandmother was watching one of my cousins. He was the kind of kid who was rarely up to any good, and at this time in his life, he was really into practicing voodoo. I believe he was in his early teens. What the fuck? That's a way to rebel in your early teens. Me, personally, I wore, you know, baggy jeans and black t-shirts that said dumb shit. I wore uh, my hat backwards. Mine said, you know, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. Yesterday. My hat was a Cincinnati Reds hat. Yesterday we Um, were at dinner. You were normal, man. It was just backwards. Yesterday at dinner, (laughs) a guy got up in the middle of dinner and was like, excuse me. This woman has given me a oh rose. Oh, my God. And this has never happened before. I have received a rose from this woman. This is amazing. Yep. I just wanted to let everybody know this it is a great day. It was so crazy. But his, but his shirt said, like, I'm listening, but you're an idiot. Or, like, something like that. On. <laughs> oh, my God. L.A., baby. That's why I'll stay in Boston. Yeah, that's the high desert, let me tell you. Uh, all right. Oh, it was so weird. Yeah. All right. On this particular day, we're back to the uh, voodoo, the the voodoo yeah, teen. Yeah. On this particular day, he was in one room unattended while my grandmother was alone in her room, no doubt playing a handheld poker game while smoking a cigarette, which, to me, I can relate to. Go go get it, <laughs> Granny. Yeah. Suddenly, a blue smoke smelling strongly of sulfur came from underneath the door and began enveloping her room. 
Terrified, she ran out of her room and saw that the smoke had already filled most of the house. She ran to the room where my cousin was playing and found him passed out on the floor. She then he just started a fire. She then grabbed him and ran out of the house. Hours later, the smoke had subsided and they re-entered the house to find what appeared to be a large chicken feet stained into the carpet in the hallway and my cousin's room in a pattern that would suggest the owner of the feet had been dancing around the house. Like a chicken had been dancing around the house? Yeah, like a chicken. Yes, like a chicken. My grandmother spent the whole night cleaning the footprints. To this day, no one in my family knows what my cousin was doing alone in that room, and he swore off voodoo completely after this event. My father recounted cleaning the room he stayed in a couple months later as he was helping them move. He said he found a large tar-like chicken footprint burned into the carpet that was impossible to clean. What? The end. What the fuck? (laughs) Right? That is a fucking insane story, my dude. Granted, like, secondhand from a drunk old lady, but, like, still. (laughs) Cousin's still alive, though, so he can at least corroborate. And the father tried to saw a footprint in the carpet and tried to clean it. Word. Word. That is a fucking insane story, my God. A chicken? I imagine the chicken was, like, bouncing around like a... It was like devils. It was like the devil's chicken. Yeah, like it was just like when you like attack a chicken too many times in Zelda. In Zelda, yeah, he's just like fucking pissed and off. They descend on you, except it's like sulfur and smoke. <laughs> and the powers of Satan. Yeah. Jesse looks baffled. You good? No, I'm. I'm looking up like voodoo rituals because I want to know what this would be. I I I won't mess. With... See, I'm that dude. that's like, yeah, I need evidence for it to. You know, I need evidence to to really believe that it exists, but I won't fuck with any of it. I don't want to do Ouija. I well, don't want to do voodoo. I do Ouija. I, I used to do Ouija board. And, like, everyone, for some reason. I know it's the ideometer effect. I know. But But, but here, here's the thing that baffles me. When I was a kid, my cousin and I would mess with the Ouija board, and it would be like, you spelled poopy, right? Like, or it'd be like, yeah, of course. It, you know. And it never did anything. And at some point from when I was a child to now, People are like, don't touch it. That's evil. When? Parker Brothers or whoever made that shit. It's not <laughs> the evil. Re- the reason I won't mess with it, and again, I, I, the idea is silly, but I just I just basically, it's a safety precaution. It isn't the idea of, like, you're talking to a ghost because you're it's you know, it's the ideometer effect. It's your subconscious, like, moving things and whatnot. But it's the, it's the idea that you're, like, openly inviting shit into your house. Whether it's communicating with you or not, you are... Actively, I saying, guess the premise is you have to believe that there's shit to openly invite right, into your house. Right, of course. And I just, I don't, I'm, like I said, I don't fully dis, like fully believe, but I don't, I don't want to risk. If, it. if there was an angle on this that involved the Chiluminati, would you be willing? Yes. Easy. One hundred percent. I won't. I won't. I'll do it with you, dudes. I won't do it by myself, and I won't yeah. do it in my own. Next apartment. time you're in town, let's make a video where it's just us doing it. Here's the thing. Nothing's gonna happen. Let's Nothing's go to let's happen. go to the Devil's Gate in Pasadena. We'll go we'll go to the like place where the rituals are done. And we'll I, do a Ouija there. Yeah. You guys got camera equipment? I got a portable audio recorder. Sure. I think uh, the thing is is that I don't doubt people do voodoo. And I don't doubt that yeah. people think voodoo's effective. But there's no like you know, it's a it's a spiritual thing that I don't have any evidence for being like, yes, they made a zomboid and they did this and then they summoned a demon. Have you, have you heard of chaos magic? 
I mean, I used to play that in uh, Magic the Gathering. Yes, <laughs> no, you were talking no. about what this was that? once on the podcast. What was that before? like a like a yeah. black red deck? Going, is that what that is? We're we're gonna cover it at one point, and it's it's something that is impossible to cover because it takes years to study, basically. But the, it's the idea of like performing rituals, blah 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 blah. But, but what Chaos Magic is 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 just trying to put out like your put your mind focused towards one thing. The, the whole idea uh, under underlying chaos magic is your perceived reality and adjusting your perceived reality to make it your actual reality. It's kind of like a perception. it's kind of like a metaphysical version of the secret. Yeah, yeah, it, literally yes. It's you take the idea of the secret. So like people who do ma- who voodoo or, or Christian pray or whatnot, a lot of that can you know people say, well, that's just you doing you know putting your mind towards something and making it your reality. Because you're so dead set on making it happening, you just do chaos magic in a way where you pray to a god or you do voodoo on a doll or whatnot. So, you know, uh, I don't I don't want to dismiss it all, but it's interesting that it's interesting that that's a possible explanation. Don't know how to explain the demon chicken feet, but I wanna I want to believe. I want to know. I want to see yeah. that happen. I want to see the phenomenon. The phenomenon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> phenomenon. Boom. John Travolta. <laughs> well, that was a fun episode, boys. I had yeah, fun. that was cool. That's uh, our Halloween call-in episode. I'd like to do that once or twice a year. Yeah, I think. I, I, you know, I, I love like the a, stories. A Reddit story thing. Um, that thank you guys everybody for the stories. There were just there were so many stories on the subreddit uh, that we just couldn't cover. So if you want to go check it out, obviously go check out the Chiluminati Pod subreddit. There's a lot of great interaction going on there. Um, after this episode, the next episode we're going to be revisiting the world of true crime for a little bit. So if you're excited for some serial killers, we're going to talk about Jane Toppin. Uh, she's a late 1800s, early 1900s uh, woman serial killer, one of the first. Uh, and then after that, uh, we're going to be going into the land of uh, aliens once more. And then ghosts after that, which uh, I don't want to spoil. And we've got a couple of volunteer researchers helping out now with the with the show. So uh, hopefully it'll make it a little easier for us. Is it time to shout them out or do we... Not well. Well, I mean, I'm happy to shout them out one way or another. Um, but uh, they're they're specifically helping out on the Jane Toppin episode as their first episode. But that is uh, so. Well, yeah. So we'll, we'll make a thing of it. To, just to... yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna add and uh, talk about them in the next episode. But cool. Thank you guys for watching again. New merch, hat, stickers, shirts are still for sale. Grab the hat it, is brand dope. Yourself. The hat is dope. <laughs> Label yourself as a nonconformist by conforming to our conformity. And uh, we will be back Bless. in the next the next one in a couple of the next one is either going to be two or three weeks, depending on schedules, because I'm flying out in a, in a week or so. Um, but uh, if you guys want to tweet at us, you can do so. Jesse Cox directly. Faciane A for Alex and then Mathis Games for myself. Yep. Uh, Chiluminati Pod subreddit. Chiluminati Pod on the on the Twitter. And obviously, if you're listening on one of the on Podbean, one of the 10 people there or Stitcher or iTunes, rate us because it helps. We crossed. Over 500 five-star reviews, over 525 reviews total on iTunes, which is nuts. We appreciate your love, guys. This has been such a super fun time. And guys, and, uh, and guys, please send Mathis your haunted dolls. No, don't do <laughs> yes. that. Uh, we have not gotten any haunted dolls, by the way. Also, and, haunted action figures. Yeah. If you, we're, right, we I'll won't judge. Action figure. Dolls are just, like, even if they're not haunted, do- haunted dolls just look creepy. Send me your like, haunted just- cutting-edge electronics. <laughs> send jesse the dolls send me the action no figures. i don't want dolls no because you can put it in the office and it could be kind of under watch no 24/7. man that's no it's just because they're creepy it's not because they're haunted all right it's they're send creepy. me the haunted dolls then i'll take them all right just, I just, just send us i want a haunted something one day we're gonna get a haunted something I'm, i'll never forget 
the guy at the indie popcom who said he had one and we never got i it. know i know but then we got Very that upsetting. sick book that was tight maybe that doll the killed him dope. maybe the doll killed him he knew yeah. it yeah the doll knew. the doll was like don't trade me away it was part, it's now <laughs> part of the conjuring verse the freaking what's them called sir are already on top of it they they came and got the story already <laughs> the, the, nuns, the nuns the took him away all right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks. We love you. Have a great, safe Halloween, and we'll talk to you later. Ooh, Bye. Bye.